This is an attack warning. Repeat, this is an attack warning. Sign on with the devil. So, Brandon, I will start with you. What do you think about the comments? I mean, the numbers are staggering. This is going to seem really, really insensitive. We're going to need a tank. Jim, uh, why have you looked at this president and said, I, I support what he's doing? He's got us locked in a basement. Uh, Frank came to my office, asked me, first of all, he asked me for an airplane ride. So this guy's a wise guy, so I gave him an airplane ride. Like if the Titanic took like four years to sink. Rick! Sign on with the devil. Welcome back to another TDAP. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, a, that's rusty. <laughs> yeah, I almost fucking <laughs> forgot, right? It's fucking ridiculous if you think about what kind of episode this is. Hey, it been that long? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to, I wanted to do an addendum to episode 112 uh, because I felt like just with the change up in the schedule uh, for this feed, uh, that by the time that we recorded, uh, at the the post inauguration episode, uh, and then by the time that it was posted, like there there was more stuff with Biden to cover. And if we're not going to do these as frequently, I wanted to at least jump back in and offer up a little bit more uh, to that conversation. Um, so hopefully you got a chance though in the in the in between uh, to check out the first episode of Un American, which we posted on the feed now. Um, and if you uh, liked that, go check out that feed, subscribe, like, and all that good stuff. Uh, that's that's what we're doing regularly, at least in uh, 2021 so far. So uh, let's go back into the Biden um, conversation. We we talked about the stimulus. We talked about a bunch of other things that happened post inauguration day. I think we kind of at the end of 112 gave him high marks because the stimulus had just passed and all of this. Uh, there are a couple of stories, though, that I want to talk about that have happened since, uh, just to kind of put a bow on where we are now at the... At the end of the first quarter of 2021? Yeah. Taking stock of the of what this year is going to look like? Yeah, so let's start with something I'm not super thrilled about, um, because I feel like I wanted to offer the contrast a little bit. I, like I said, we did give him high marks on the stimulus. I still do feel the same. I think that, that was good. I... Uh, but but something that is not good and that he cannot escape uh, is the border crisis. Tonight, the Biden administration delivering this blunt message to migrants crossing the southern border. The border is not open. At the same time, reversing another of former President Trump's border policies, once again allowing migrant children fleeing violence in Central America to apply to rejoin their parents in the U.S., it comes as the country is facing a migrant surge. Just today, border officials revealing in February they had more than 100,000 encounters with migrants crossing into the U.S. illegally, a 28% jump from the month before. The Border Patrol is already detaining a record 3,200 unaccompanied children in its facilities. It's a bummer that uh, that Jim is not with us on this uh this addendum here because I really did want to have that conversation with him 
on uh, about this crisis um but you know scheduling is scheduling so um frank what what do you think like just overall view of what's going on it's a similar story right it's exactly like, i mean i'm, I'm it, as displeased with it now as i was three years ago four years ago when we two first years it. ago trump obama yeah like, it, yeah uh, it, it doesn't get a pass because it's suddenly biden i still don't like the fact that we're separating children from and their parents, I don't like the fact that we're not trying to ad- address the core issue of why people are fleeing in places like Guatemala. One of, one of the things that bothers me, I think, the most, too, um, and we both uh, had a conversation with Mitch recently about the same thing, is that, like, I mean, the answer seems to be, like, the, the best answer seems to be stop the problem at home, and then you don't have a refugee crisis. Uh, you don't have Well, you have still will in the interim, in the, in, in, in the, in the meantime, right. but... You, that's how you're going to stop it from becoming a thing in 10 years. Right. You know? But no um, one wants to think long term. Well, and you also have one inside, one entire side of the political spec- spectrum that yells anytime money goes anywhere outside of right. the continental United and, States. And in the meantime, you even if you have lofty ambitions of, of solving the, the greater problem, you still have the immediate problem of the people are crossing the border. Right. You know, and I know I've, I've read stories of Mexico is trying to um, – Stop that now! People crossing me- into, through Mexico to get to the United States—they're right. trying to crack down. Um, I know there was some talk of Biden saying that this was a stopgap measure, like, "Oh, we're going to get rid of these f- facilities." That, I don't fucking yeah, buy that either. That just seems like a bullshit. Passing line. the buck, yeah, yeah. Something that, you criticize Trump for, and you're willing to do it now because, like, once you get in there, you realize, oh, it's a lot harder. It's, yeah, it, it, this it, is grown up to work. lead than it is to just criticize. Yep. Now, I will say something too to your point about. Th- about criticizing Trump, one of the big criticisms that I had early on is the same criticism that I have right here, um, journalists and and the border and and how that relationship uh, with the administration and with the laws and, and whatever is playing out. There is no let up in the crisis on the U.S. southwest border with thousands of migrants crossing the frontier from Mexico on a daily basis. And many are being held at severely overcrowded detention facilities in Texas. And the Biden administration is under growing pressure to allow journalists to come in and film pictures. It, the, as, as they should. As they should. Uh, 100%. Don't, if, you, if you can't allow journalists in, you're probably hiding something. I would think. It seems reasonable to believe now, there that. Is a, there is a thing about people have a right to privacy. privacy but whatnot, I guarantee yeah. you, if you asked a lot of those people, like, hey, would you like to, to get tell on your TV? Story? On, yeah. yeah, and tell your story. I bet a lot of them would say, fuck yeah. 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 Uh, one thing, though, that while I like, I 100% agree that journalists should be there, I said that when it was Trump, I would say that if it was Obama, I would like that. that the thing that, that I, I feel like it's okay for me to criticize Donald Trump's era of this because I'm willing to criticize Joe Biden and Barack Obama over the same type of crises well right? in the same way when yeah when obama came in we got he to criticize Some, him based on what trump did something or, uh, bush something that i don't want to fucking hear and people that i don't want to hear from are sleazeballs who have become like our favorite guy to talk about in the in the recent months of 2021 um but i don't need ted cruz's bullshit 
please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people. So you worked for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the people. Because the, the political rules. leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please respect the rules. You keep sir. standing in, in front of the pictures, so please you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary, please and they're designed the to keep the American the people, people in the dark. Please respect the rules and give the people dignity and respect. That's all we ask. Dignity well, no, it's and not. You're asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look at these give people. There, there's a pandemic. To the people. Let, let I me ask you. you. There, there's a I pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir. There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these kids? I ask you. Please Are you respecting the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Please yeah. don't treat the people. You're right. And this is a dangerous place. Please don't treat the people. And your policies, unfortunately, are trying to hide them. I understand you are instructed. When 18 I senators ask you came to down here, respect the people, give them dignity I respect them and I want to fix this situation. We all want and to fix this. The administration this, you're working for is responsible anymore. for these conditions. Please respect the people with dignity okay. and respect. And sir. I ask you to respect the, the people as well. This I am is respecting not you. Respect. I am respecting this is, the people. This is not respect. Here's, here's my huge problem with this. Uh, yeah, that's not respect. She wasn't asking you politely over and over and over. Well, and, over and again. like, and to his point, you were you're like this is a woman who has just been hired into or put into this position a couple of weeks before, like whatever. She is not responsible for Biden's decision or the government's decision or whoever whoever's in well, charge also, of the decision. I, I this comes on the <laughs> heels of uh, what we what seems like forever ago, but fucking Cancun Ted. Right. Uh, this is him trying to like fucking claw back a little bit of dignity. Uh, my, but my thing is like my whole like it pisses me off. Was he doing this four years ago when Trump was he no. trying to get in there when Trump was in charge? And that's my problem. Yeah, it, it's the same it's thing. Disingenuous. It's the same thing when we had when we corrected the record uh, on the other feed of uh, on Andrew Cuomo. Um, it, it's the it's the same idea uh, that if you're going to say something about one person over a situation. And then look the other way when another person does the same thing. Like then don't I, need I don't need you. to hear from you. Yeah, like no one should. If it know. was, if the pandemic wasn't a big big deal when fucking lockdown measures were in place and all of this shit, don't you dare go to the border and be like, "There's a pandemic. This was disrespectful." Well, and, Fuck you, Ted. And how, go back to Cancun yeah. and blame your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck off. The one thing he's truly good at. <laughs> right. Um. And how dare he say that? Like I'm, I, I respect them. I'm here to fix it. No, you aren't. No, you, you have aren't. never ever offered any practical uh, course here. of action that would lead to fixing the immigration problem. Right. He is here doing what Ted Cruz does best: finding a political opportunity to get on, uh, in front of a group of cameras, and and in this case, it's his own camera. Uh, but all he's doing is trying to go viral. All he's doing mm -hmm. is he's setting up the next soundbite so that when he runs for president in three years, that he can say, look, remember me tackling immigration? Fuck yeah. off. And I think it, a part of it is a dodge from he really got hit hard when, oh, yeah. when the, the freeze happened, the Texas outage, the power outage. Yeah. I think this is 100% well, is him in damage control and, mode. And let's not forget, too, the, the insurrection. Like, oh, yeah, he, he yeah. got like he has taken Holly got shit. Not as much as Ted Cruz, like because Holly is more charismatic than Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a fucking dink. Like, Even people in his own party. Like, yeah. What was the quote? I don't remember who said the quote. Someone had a quote about Ted Cruz that said, if you murdered him on the Senate floor, no one would convict you. Oh, really? <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was a fellow Republican who said it. Like, apparently no one likes they just. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's not hard to, to believe. It's easy to read that. And, you know, but yeah. Yeah. 
You know what else I don't need? Kevin McCarthy's bullshit. The security of our nation and our border is first and foremost responsibility of our president. I came down here because I heard of the crisis. It's more than a crisis. This is a human heartbreak. Spare me. The sad part about all of this, it didn't have to happen. This crisis is created by the presidential policies of this new administration. There's no other way to claim it than a Biden border crisis. I agree that this now, because he is president, is a Biden border crisis. Yeah. But, like, again, by attaching Biden's name, all you're doing is showing your hand that this is a political, this is completely politically motivated. And, like, let's just call it an immigration crisis and let's fucking handle it. And, and trying to, like, hand wave this idea, Jedi mind trick in people into believing that this is a new thing. They're like, oh, this is different than what we were focused on. Yeah, we've been here. Yeah. Like, recently. Like, the whole time. It's not like the moment Biden took office, we, like, this, everything switches and, like, oh, now everyone that comes is, is, is coming because of his policies. The, uh, the pandemic was the only thing that really stopped illegal immigration because no one in the world could move across borders. Like, yeah. and now the restrictions are easing up and whatever it, it doesn't have well, anything I, I will, to do with biden's policies i will I, I would buy that there are some people that might tr try to travel to america thinking that they will have an easier time because trump lost if they don't know much about american politics sure. and that like fine and I, i'm willing to admit that but that's such a small amount of people like if very small if your life is in danger you're gonna <clears throat> you're gonna come anyway right? you're also talking about people like I think people need to remember when they're talking about people fleeing that, like, that's not a decision that, I mean, just put yourself in those shoes. If I, and I'm standing here in St. Louis where I've lived my entire life, if I had to pick up and leave because, it, like, and not know where I was going and just know that I was going to a foreign country to survive or what, like, that's not that's not a quick decision. That's not a something that like, ah, I'll go just take a chance and make it in America. Like that's a big fucking deal. I don't believe that caught, that yeah. the the, pers the percentage has to be very very small of people that are just like fucking winging it because they're like that college mindset of they're just, just like they're ah, the, I'm just going to go figure it out. They're on their gap year and they're like, ah, I might as well cross the border." Yeah. That's fucking It, it won't stupid. be a hassle to get back, no. But I do think that like I agree that like this is this is a crisis and it is not being handled well by this administration as it was not But it's by also the last one. it is being not helped at all by these assholes. No, these assholes are just playing politics and this is bullshit. Like I do agree that Congress people should be able to go tour the facilities. I do agree that the the journalists should be allowed in, uh, where appropriate. Like respect I do also, people's privacy. I do also believe that if you're in a mig uh, migrant detention center, you should have the right to say, "I do not want my my face on TV," and they right. should have to blur it like they did in fucking cops and back in the day, you know? Yeah. Because like your your life could be threatened. The people home at home could be threatened. You know, if you're on fucking CNN and it gets beamed around the world, it could conceivably hurt somebody. Right. Yeah, definitely. So there should be rules in place. There but. should be, and and that's and I I I think that like that it doesn't matter who the administration is, like that is something that needs to be done. Figure out what your rules and guidelines are, but you need to allow. Like there needs to be transparency, like, oh, of course, especially yeah. from the Biden administration who came in. And talk, it does Crit seem criticizing the last didn't, generation. Didn't Trump come in and talk about transparency too, though? Because of yeah. Obama, it seems like a play that they all fucking make. Like we're going to be the most transparent ever, except for all the shit we're going to hide. <laughs> uh, you know. So I, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm not satisfied with the way that it's being handled. We're early in this administration. Hopefully that they, they can fix some things. I, I do think the Biden administration overall has done some good things. Uh, I think yeah. that like the way that they've handled the pandemic has been, uh, has been good. And obviously that's the biggest thing that they want to focus on uh, coming in, especially based on how the Trump administration didn't handle it at all um you know so i I, like i think it's good uh i think and we can kind of just switch gears there uh at the pandemic but one of the things that i do think the biden administration has done very well is their handling of it is the rollout of the vaccines is uh the 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 hitting their goals and making new goals on december 8th i indicated that i hope to get 100 million shots in people's arms in my first 100 days. We met that goal last week by day 58, 42 days ahead of schedule. Now today I'm setting a second goal, and that is we will, by my 100th day in office, have administered 200 million shots in people's arms. That's right, 200 million shots in 100 days. I know it's ambitious, twice our original goal, but no other country in the world has even come close, not even close to what we were doing. I believe we can do it. So good for them. Good, because I, I remember talking about his goal, maybe in the inauguration episode of, uh, like, that seems pretty ambitious, 100 million. We'll, at that point, we'd only had single digits, as millions, but like single digit millions had been had been uh, dis- dispersed and and people had gotten shots. And then all of a sudden he's sitting here talking crazy shit about 100 million. And in 58 days, he did that. If that holds, then you get uh, 200 million by day 116. Theoretically, I mean, you could have almost 75 percent of the population then uh, with vaccinated by the end of 2021 yeah that's fucking great but yeah i mean that gives you a real boost of confidence that you're actually going to get over the covid hump and your administration is not going to be known as the pandemic administration right you can move on to infrastructure or these other high-minded goals he has right that should honestly be getting the attention it sucks that we have to give so much resource and time and energy well we lost a year to a pandemic yeah there's all well there's also nothing you can do mother nature doesn't give a shit yeah no uh, it gives a shit less when you have zero leadership uh, willing to do anything. I now I will say that Trump does get some credit for uh, the vaccine rollout for the for the warp speed project yeah. warp speed or whatever. Yeah, because, Biden didn't come in with a whole new plan. He, he piggybacked right. on what was there and built on right. it. And yeah, but the but the Trump administration also in the final days was failing at the like actually getting the vaccine out. Like now it's been produced. That was Project Warp Speed. Pat yourself on the back. And honestly, like from me, somebody who has spent four years talking about how horrible everything that he did was, like that was good that they that they were able to allow the companies th- to have the funding and the um, a- and not all of the red tape that it takes to 
fucking get the vaccine produced and whatever Mm -hmm. and it was still tested and it still went through all three phases and all of this like that was good project warp speed was a good thing the rollout at the tail end of it was shit under the trump administration well they weren't getting it out and it was hampered by the fact that trump didn't do anything to uh stop the virus's spread in the early days except shut down travel to china right but no mass mandate and everything project warp speed was fighting against like the opposing force of trump you know, so it it was it could have been more effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it think definitely it got more could've. effective once Biden got in charge, and it was like, all right, let's speed this shit up. Like, let's use executive orders like Trump was, but let's use them for COVID for good yeah. <laughs> instead of evil. Uh, yeah, no, I I I do think that they that they have done a great job. Uh, if they, I'm curious to see how they well, I, I, if they will have to confront the anti-vax movement in this. I think if they, they will, will be able to reach if they can reach herd immunity or, or or safe enough to reopen with that level. I don't know. I haven't seen really any statistics about what percentage of the population is going to refuse to get the true. Shot, I right? think though that now, usually it's, I mean it it can cause a problem with like toddlers with them not getting vaccinated. Before, you know, and I've can. read stories about that now what's, for decades. What's good now is that they are testing on children now. Um, which because the vaccine is only available for people over, I believe it's over the age of 18. There might be one or two states where it's 16. Um, but like now they're starting tests on children, which I'm like 100% for you yeah. want in the same way that I take my kids to get a flu shot every year. Yeah. Like I want my kids to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious that the Biden administration will actually have to con- like, I do think they'll have to confront, the, the, confront the, the, it Q, or? the Q yeah. movement. Um, of anti-vax. I see yeah. Biden being much more of a person who wants to step around it and avoid the fight or the you know the public opinion polls. I think. Like, well, I if think, we can do it without them, fuck it, let them sit in a corner. Okay, that might be true. I I do think though that like on a spreadsheet they'll have to confront it either way. Probably because you'll be able to look at the numbers and be like, well, it could be better if those assholes weren't being dumb Try, and believing YouTube videos. Everything is so politicized, but I guess you would have to find some system where you know. You cannot let the kids who aren't vaccinated pose a risk. But I guess if the kids are vaccinated, they're not posing a risk to them. If everyone else is vaccinated, really, you're just posing a risk to everyone else who doesn't have right. it, who has a... I mean, the herd immunity thing I is... I I love the that like a lot of the anti-vax crowd leans on the herd immunity thing because it's like, I don't think you know how it works. Here's how, here's how it works. Me and millions of my friends get shots. We might still get COVID. We're probably not going to get very sick, and we're definitely not going to die. You and millions of your friends don't get the shot. You are going to get sick to potentially very sick to potentially die, and then we achieve herd immunity. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that is how it works. So maybe, yeah, maybe Biden, that's why they shouldn't even worry about it. They should be like, ah, the problem will work itself out. Right. Yeah. Circle of life, baby. I don't know. I do know though that they have one. One they had, he announced another uh, tweak to his goals. He had hit the 100 million. He's now shooting for 200 million in the Dude, first hundred days. This is just like a guy with a Kickstarter page who's like, "Man, you guys came through for me. I'm gonna do another tier." <laughs> right. It feels like a mathathon. Right. But like, do you guys? You guys want a boombox with that? <laughs> cool. Now everyone's getting gold plated. Everybody wear a mask. We're going for we're going for the boombox and the beats. Yeah, I don't know. Here's, uh, I guess, on the Mathathon note, we can talk about his school goal. I also set a goal before I uh, took office of getting a majority of schools in K through 8 fully open in the first 100 days. 
Now, thanks to the enormous amount of work done by our administration, educators, parents, local state education officials and leaders, recent Department of Education survey shows that nearly half of the K through 8 schools are open now full-time, five days a week for in-person learning. Not yet a majority, but we're really close, and I believe in the 35 days left to go, we'll meet that goal as well. So, I mean, that's good. That's what boy, people have been, uh, a lot of people have been talking about. If they can do it safely, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, a friend who's a school teacher, and I know he said something recently about getting all the students back to in-person uh, classes, like, relatively recently. Yeah. I need to ask him how it's going. Because I know it was no, like, because he was doing a hybrid of, like, some kids some days physically and then also virtual for others. Yeah. And it wasn't working and confusing. No. the whole. So, I don't know if it's better. Like, maybe the simplicity of this is better and maybe. outweighs. It, maybe. The, I mean, the thing is, I think now that if millions, if we can hit a number like 300 million by the end of the year, then having K through 8 schools open again in person the odds are considerably better for everybody. Like the more adults are getting vaccines, the kids might get it, but the kid, but we know that kids aren't don't typically get very sick from it. There's like there are the uh, they're the most the robust cases in terms of uh yeah of surviving yeah yeah um and not really getting very and that's sick a good and point and and if we do reach a point soon where most people I mean most of the people I know who have gotten it have gotten both their shots yeah. And um, the other people are like just waiting to get it. Yeah, I have. Uh, um, and so I imagine kids would be getting vaccinated pretty soon. I would think my thought, and I have nothing to base this off of, just other than just how the past year has gone, uh, is that probably like in the fall or winter is when like they'll really start talking about I mean, especially if schools are open you can literally do it like picture day is also a vaccine but day i think too that like the entire reason that schools were shut down in the first place wasn't because the kids were going to get sick and die from it it was because the kids were going to get it and pass it to us adults and we were going to get sick and die. Or the teacher. You know, the teacher has, what, right. 30 kids a class and then fucking five classes a day maybe? Right. If you get all of them sick, it doesn't take them. There's only so many substitute teachers in the world. Right. Well, and you don't want to have you, subs because you're killing well, off and you're gonna the have, teacher you know, population. We need teachers. We don't have enough as it is. I don't know if we right. want to start. They want to have, like, if they start dropping like flies, we might be fucked. Right. Yeah, no, I, I... Um, We're not going to get new vaccines if we don't have teachers to teach the kids how to make <laughs> vaccines. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's good. I think it's ambitious. I am glad that the, that I am glad that the vaccine now is opening up to everybody and that like to the general public, I think that like, I hope that many millions of people, uh, continue to go, go get them at the, at the rate. And I do think like eventually that the numbers are going to show that there is the stubborn idiot population, um, that doesn't want it because they're idiots. And then there are other people, like, I, I'm sure that there are going to be people that just don't get it because it's not what they do. Like, there are going to be people that are like, I don't ever get the flu shot, and I haven't died yet, so... And I'll be honest, like, I'm, I'm, I don't get the flu shot. Right. Like, I don't... And, and with the COVID vaccine, like, I am getting it, but I wasn't, like, elbowing people to be first in line. Right. Because the same thing, I was like, ah, there are people who need it more than me. I'll get it the moment they offer it. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, kind of how I got any like any time I've gotten a TDAP shot or a, a flu shot or anything like that. I'm just they, if they offer it to me, I'm like, sure. Yeah, we do offer shots. If you want to become a full time member of the show, um, you have to <laughs> vaccinated against Ted Cruz's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got one more subject that I want to touch on. Um, that uh, just to finish up the where we're at now with Biden. Uh, another another high mark, in my opinion. We can debate it in a second. President Joe Biden will unveil his massive infrastructure stimulus package Wednesday in Pittsburgh. It's said to focus heavily on initiatives to rebuild U.S. bridges, roads, and waterways over the next decade. According to the United Steelworks president, the administration is looking to spend $3 trillion altogether on infrastructure investments, but expects tomorrow's number to be for a smaller amount. The White House has not commented. So, infrastructure. One of my favorite things about the Republican backlash, because as you can imagine, there is, is that it's completely made up. Infrastructure has been both sides agenda for fucking ever. Both sides for administrations have like administration after administration has been talking about how infrastructure is what we need to focus on. Healthcare and infrastructure have always been fucking huge among I think it's both a, sides. Hasn't it been a recurring joke on this very podcast that infrastructure, like we're getting to it, we're getting to it. Like, why yeah. aren't they doing it? Yeah, one day, one and, day we'll fucking get to it. How many times we had an infrastructure week that was not, that was just like a bunch of people at the White House in, in fucking hard hats acting like they Gave know what shit. physical, even they even know what physical labor is. Yeah, through so like, look, we read a book on FDR recently, right. <laughs> and so infrastructure seems like a good political play, but we're idiots, and all we know how to do is political plays. So this is good. Like I think that this is a that this is a good thing and i think it's funny that i hear the same bullshit from republicans that like oh it's too much money oh it's like this invests in itself though you create jobs the same people that are mad about the three trillion dollar price tag and being pumped now the the idea being pumped into infrastructure those same people that are mad about it were just yelling about 16 fucking expiring pipeline jobs that got ended because he signed a fucking executive order. Right. Like, there's so many more jobs that are going to come from this. Um, and it's something that we need. We've needed it for a long time. And it, we have some of the worst bridges. That some of the, I mean, like, it's especially with, with uh, climate change accelerating the way it is, it's not going to be long before we have bridges that are collapsing. Like, right. Huge bridges that have a lot of people on them, and it's going to become a, a just like you know we already have more stories about fires every fucking summer, right? And earthquakes or fucking hurricanes. Well, and people like to talk about roads and bridges, but this thing does so much more. Like just to just to uh, like kind of gloss over it really quickly uh, with just some like bullet points: um, four hundred billion in home and community care. 213 million in, or I'm sorry 213 billion affordable housing uh, it puts 174 billion into electric vehicles uh, roads and bridges 115 billion high speed broadband broadband 100 million school construction 100 billion these are all billions none of them are millions um, power grid and clean energy uh, 100 billion public transit 85 billion and railways 80 billion like it does a lot for infrastructure um, yeah the fact that they're i love the fact that they think uh that they consider broadband wireless internet uh infra- infrastructure because it is it's crucial to the 
shipping and businesses all over. You can right. literally run a business out of your home if you have the internet and you know right. and w- willpower. Um, it does. Uh, it, it does a lot. Forty five yeah. billion. It is way more than roads and bridges, which are important. But like, but it's I I. It's gonna be a fucking fight. They're not oh, gonna yeah. easily it's, get anything. It's totally gonna be a fight. Um, let me see. Fifty six billion for modernizing water water systems. A hundred billion for uh, electric grid. I said that one. Sixteen billion for hundreds of thousand for union jobs. I don't know exactly how that one. Uh, plays out offset the cost of uh overseas labor maybe Tw- I'm not sure. 12 billion for community college 25 billion for child care facilities Which all of these 18 things, billion for the va all of these things are investments in the future right like they're they're like they, they won't pay off right now these are things that are going to make us a, a superior country going forward yeah people with higher degrees people with more yeah. access to internet with you know uh, 180 billion for research and development, including investing 50 billion in National Science Foundation and 35 billion uh, to achieve technology breakthroughs that attri- that address climate crisis. These are all good things for the future, and they create jobs. Uh, they like putting. I'm never after living through a f- and living in a pandemic. I'm never ever gonna question putting money into science ever. Like yeah. fucking dump money into that shit. Like, because this was bullshit, and I don't ever want to live through fucking 2020 again. So, like, put all of the money into science and make sure that I – give me every shot that you can fucking give me. and some of the things they're talking about, like uh, um, – oh, what was part of that list? I was going to say it relates to national security, a lot of that stuff, right? Like, the idea of better uh, – Internet or this mm-hmm. kind of stuff is like that will prevent us from the getting power hacked. grid and the shit. power grid. That was yeah. what I was trying to think. Thank you. The power grid. Like the reason they want to pump so much money into that is because it is it will be laughably easy for another country to bring us to our fucking knees, right? Hitting us in a strategic point. Did you see Same what- thing with the internet? Like there, if you hit a couple of prime cables, you can take down fucking Wall Street. You did, know? Did you see what the Green New Deal did to fucking Texas's infrastructure? <laughs> like, and all it that, did was shake his fingers and go, "Ooh." If that, if that pretend thing that never happened could do that to texas imagine what somebody hacking the actual like the power grid could do yeah but so much of this stuff is like it it should be as uh un it should be as bilaterally supported as like troop stuff is where you just like yeah if you're pro-american you're pro-troops it should be like if you're pro-american you're pro us fucking getting our our power grids to be the best in the world i just love the like can you cannot it's obvious that like you and I are pretty liberal, especially like if if Jim was in the room, like he would be bringing us, he would be bringing us more to the middle just by fucking association. Um, but like, it just is crazy to me that uh, that that conservatives will sit there and and yell and scream and bitch about money. That's in a stimulus bill or that's in uh, uh, like any fucking bill. Any earmark- earmarks is how shit gets done because we have a stupid government. They can't just fucking pass shit, just do the job and pass shit. Um, but they'll bitch about all this money that goes overseas and foreign money bad and like take care of your own shit at home. And then as soon as... The Democrats take a, a, a idea that's universally liked by both sides, 
or most of the voters at least and mo- and definitely most of the voters uh to to then be like well it's too much fucking money like yeah but it's money on us that's what you've been saying yeah. like i just it come on man come on man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's what I got. I wanted to, I, I, like I said, I just wanted to touch up because I felt like once we finished that last one and we were at stimulus and then by the time that we, that just based on the schedule and how it's changed on this feed, I wanted to be, uh, able to quickly put out a follow-up, uh, to expand on, uh, on kind of where we are now, uh, at, at, at the moment of this. Um, with the Biden administration, so I, so I do think he gets. I still think he gets mostly high marks. Um, but I, but I would say that the border crisis is a big deal and the hesitation it, moment, it, right? Yes, it is. Another uh, small hesitation for me, which like I don't have a clip or a story about this, but you and I recently talked, and I think Jim was involved too, um, about how one of his uh, appointees was was it joe manchin's wife or somebody like that joe manchin's wife got appointed yeah to something um uh, and it was especially time to get his vote it just, or probably it just seems now i will say as far as infrastructure goes manchin came out and said that things are gonna have to manchin's gonna be a dick oh yeah like he is gonna be a dick through this whole thing because like now if there's one dick within the democrats this is what I, I fucking hate because I feel like Republicans are so good at doing bad for the country and they all get on board and they're all like, oh, that's a bad idea. Let me make it fucking worse. And like and they fucking go for it. And then Democrats try to fucking dig out of that when they get into power. And there's always one fucking Democrat that's like, I want to be an asshole and bring this whole thing to <laughs> What's a stop. What's in it for me? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm feeling like I didn't think that the concessions that mansion that mansion got on the stimulus were bad yeah. but like i am aggravated now that with so like we've needed if, if infrastructure name, for so long yeah. and for this and guy if, to be the guy it's becoming a pattern if his name is always going to come up as the asshole on our quote-unquote side yeah that i've been lumped into yeah just go, i'm gonna man. hate him more and more yeah yeah just and it, and it does bother me that uh, that I feel like his wife was appointed. I can't remember where she got appointed, but I, but it aggravated me that she that she was a, appointed um, because it just seemed like a way to buy his vote. And I remember criticizing Trump for appointing McConnell's wife for the same thing, and it just it felt like a similar move. Yeah, so it seems like it was a uh, serve as the federal co-chair of the Appalachian Regional Commission. So something that doesn't... Something that Leslie Nope should be fucking running, not Joe Manchin's wife. Yeah, and not for votes. And, like, again, if Biden wants to be different, I'm not saying I'm never going to... I can't imagine. Now, we're early, but I can't imagine myself ever comparing Joe Biden's presidency to the Trump presidency. I I don't think I could compare... I wouldn't compare George Bush or Richard Nixon presidency because I feel like both of them had better presidencies than Donald Trump um, for as shitty as they were. Uh, but I just like it, but I don't make me feel like I've seen this movie before, you know, right. like don't, don't do the same old shit. If, 
you're going to be different and if you're going to be the transitional guy and if you're going to be whatever different not like if you're going to write the fucking ship don't make me feel like we're using the fucking burning boat from the last guy <laughs> like don't fucking do that like be different so like that's that's my gripe but overall i think high marks for biden i think that like he's done a lot of good things with those executive orders i think congress has done good things working with him um and i hope i still hope that the democrats in 2022 maintain control through this first term so that we can see what i don't want a power shift in the middle of this in right. the middle of this first term I want to see where we can, how far we can dig ourselves back up, because that hole that was dug was deep for the last four years. Yeah. Um, the next midterms are going to be a very interesting watch. Yeah, they're going to be panicky again yeah. because the country back is back to what we are, are, are normal now. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Our our fucking favorite. That's our baseline. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll be back soon, uh, or whatever. We'll be back <laughs> at some point. I don't want to get as the news stacks up. We'll eventually get around to it. Yes, I don't want to give high hopes, but you can uh, listen to us uh, pretty close to weekly. It is weekly. We just had a little hiccup in the schedule yeah. um, on the Un-American feed. You can like and subscribe there. Um, of course, uh, rate review both shows. All of that. Yep. Good Find stuff. us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us a message. Yep, TDAP Dark yep. uh, on Twitter and. Uh, at Real on American, also. Yeah. Um, so, with all of that said, I don't, it's an addendum. Do I need an alternative effect? Ah, here it is. Take a look at news from across Missouri tonight. A pair of proposals at the state capitol would honor a former radio host if approved. State lawmakers on a Senate committee debated one of those proposals earlier today to honor the late Rush Limbaugh. The proposal would make January 12th Rush Limbaugh Day in Missouri. That's the same day as his birthday. Similar measures also awaiting a vote in the state House of Representatives. The Devil's Advocate podcast is a Fever Heart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and co-hosted by Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review.